Hello, and welcome to episode 66 of Bourbon and Bad Opinions, where what we're drinking is slightly better than what we're thinking. I'm Carrie. Band's back together today. Joined Mm -hmm. by Sean. What's up, my people? I missed y'all. Rob. Hey, what's up? Chad. Yo, yo, you get a yo, yo. And John. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Yeah. So, yes, here we are. Uh... Bringing you some quarantainment at its finest. That's that's my new word that I made up. Look at that. Thank you very much. What is this? Seventy four? No, uh, Rob's in the Death Star now. I think. I, no, no, I'm on, I, I'm, I'm on the Executioner. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, we know what happened to that ship. We know what happened to that ship, sir. That's fine. Everybody, everybody up in here figuring out how to use technology. Uh, eight weeks in or whatever the hell it is. I don't even know anymore. But yes, I'm committed to bringing some quality quarantainment with this podcast anyway, I guess. I like it. Are you not quarantined? This is super quarantining. See, it works on a whole bunch of different levels. Absolutely. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, liking it. All right, so yes, here we are. Gotta gotta give a shout out real quick right at the top to uh, David Bailey for filling in uh, for Sean. Uh, Thank you, David Bailey. The last show that was that was a fun show. I had a good yeah. time talking about kind of music and and where things were going on that and and also hearing uh, Bailey's story about his uh, FedEx uh, package getting hijacked, which is just rude. Extremely rude. Extremely rude. I, you know, I was listening to that and I'm thinking. I'm I'm gonna drop. I'd have to go see the manager. I had to pull a Karen, mm. just roll up on there, because he like calls Bailey some cash. I'm like, no, no, this dude stole my shit. He needs somebody needs to pay me, because it's not as Chad pointed out. It's not illegal. It's just against FedEx policy, and he yeah. can't call himself uh, enforcing FedEx policy because he's truly not a FedEx employee. He's just a contractor, if that. Yep. Yep. That is true. Has your hair gotten to the point, Sean, where you can pull a Karen at this this far into the quarantine? Dude, I dude, I, the, the hair struggle is real, son. It's real. It's long. It's in my eyes. I wake up every morning with the start of <laughs> corn rolls. It's, 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 it is not pleasant. Right. May 25th cannot get here long and quick enough because I already talked to my person who cuts my hair. I am number one on the hit list. See, that's what I wanted to know is I'm hearing stories about when, when the governor of the Commonwealth finally gave the date that many of these salons booked up immediately for the oh, first yeah. week. Yeah. So that's that was one of the questions I had is for folks that are, are in that situation that are locked into one particular hairstylist or whatever the hell you call them. um have you called are they booked up how far then does somebody else have to wait because you're you're playing roulette carrie's playing roulette and not uh not trying to get on the list yet no i'm not trying to get on the list my my girl she uh she texted like did a blast text or something saying that she was excited to get back and that she would you know she would contact people and blah blah blah, blah. so i'm just i'm gonna wait it out um my I technically should have had a haircut on April twenty second. It's getting long, but you know what? I I don't know. I might. I'm just. I'm rolling with it. Just rolling with it. Yeah, yeah, that don't bother me. Rob, you look like you've you've have some clippers or something somewhere. Oh, I cut my own hair. I've cut my own hair for probably man, maybe the last twenty years or so. 
Um, so I'm not really struggling with that at all. Um, you know, I, I, at, at some point I'm going to have to shave, but that's about it. Cool, cool. Chair? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'll bust out my own shits too, man. Just no guard, just full send, man. Just, yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I used to pay a lady, and she was very nice, and I liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is back in the day. It was like $25 just to uh, to – to do like a, a, a cut with the clippers with guards. And I mean, I'd probably get like, you know, a, a two on the side and, you know, maybe a four on top or something like that. And at a certain point, I was just like, I feel like I can do this on my own. <laughs> I yeah. have to have somebody like straighten out the back. Uh, that That's it. Well, I can tell you that John is super jealous of Rob and Chad jealous. right now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to pull the plug, I guess, and just... Actually, if if you can find clippers anymore, that's the problem. You can't you can. find clippers. You can't. They're, really? Yeah. Is that no. one of the things that went to? Yeah. Yep. Clippers and and weight training equipment, dude. It's like ain't a kettlebell in this country. <laughs> what? Hey, and weight plates. You think for me? <laughs> and freezers are like on six month back order. Yes. Oh, really? See, huh. I I am grateful every day. So we we've had a freezer in our garage for a while, and it's been it's been empty for a while actually. And we had talked about like selling it and getting rid of it. Praise Jeebus that we didn't, because it's coming handy. Let me tell you, it has I been mean, handy. Unless unless it gets worse, I just I mean you know I I, I saw a bunch of stories on the news, and I mean again though within where I'm at, I've, I'm I'm a three Kroger's in a mile and another grocery store, probably with like a mile or so in my house. I just haven't experienced something to where I couldn't find any particular product that I'm looking for. Bro, on my side, our side of town over here, there ain't no chicken. It's just Uh nothing but chicken wings. That's what I, this this Meyer over here for the past two weeks, I haven't been able to find, I just got told a tip today of where all the chicken is. So that's where I'm going. Yeah, no, I was, I was at the program. You got a chicken guy, a chicken dealer. Uh, apparently, my sister knows the 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 Lolo on the chicken. So. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. They, they had it in Heartland, and then they had it up here at the, the 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 Walmart, like just grocery store. Both those places have had it pretty much any time that I've been there. I mean, you know, some days no, but if is you it, go, is it fresh average, chicken or frozen? It's, it's fresh chicken. Both. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they they had the I mean boneless breasts, thighs. I mean the wings. They they had pretty much anything that you could look for uh, on a consistent basis. Cool. So. What, what what Rob is telling us is that bougie people don't eat chicken unless it's crimes. It's chicken. While we are right? all over here with our food insecurities. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I know. We had a food so, desert so over here. here. <laughs> bougie. Well, um, go one ahead. One more thing. Um, if you need TP, you need to go to the Dollar Trees. Yep. In the dollar stores, because they got it. They got the name brands. They also got the one that's called the Big Roll. The Don't get the Big Roll. But it's one ply, and it's rough. <laughs> it's rougher than this cool stuff. My mother once, my dad was alive when I was younger, she bought the Big Roll, saving money. We had a strike. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's been the nice thing about this working from home. So like, people keep talking about the planet healing. My butthole's finally healing from not having that institutional paper every day at the yes, office. Man. Yes. I got used to that nice, soft, good, good of that Kirkland's brand. Word. <laughs> well, kind of back to circling back to the chicken. It makes sense, Chad, with the wings thing because we talked about this and the fact yeah. that there was that glut of wings, oh, yeah. and they were trying to have to figure out how to repackage them and and sell them to, to grocery stores. And the fact that people don't want wings. Yeah. 
it's just difficult. I mean, you got to get the hair off of them, and then you know you got to bake them or 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 fry them, and then you got to toss them. I mean, you know. So wait, hold up. I've never like made chicken wings at home. They have hair on them. They yeah, can, we, they can. It like like oh, they're gonna have a lot. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not they can. If you get really? a big old pack of wings, you also got to break them in part because the the flat and the drummies together. Yeah, you got to separate the so flats and the drums. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna have some you're gonna have some chicken fur up in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not bad yeah, though. Well, but it's, it's a lot of no, it's on the tip. But so you get the. That's so what you she said. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you get the. That's where the action is. You see. So, but you'll get the you'll get the drummy, the flapper, and the tip. So you got to you got to joint break them down by the joint and go from there. But you you're right. Yeah, it, but, you know you can well, make that, some really good ones, but that comes back to like a fundamental question: Are you a drum person or a flat person? I'm a flat I'm person. Drummy. I'm a drum. Yeah, I, I saw I'm a drum. Pole. Yeah, I saw a pole the other day, and flats was way ahead. I'm like, where the hell do you people live? No. I like. I can't be friends with those people. Well, what did you say, Sean? I'm a drum person. There you go. Because them flats is too much work. Because you got to push that off of it, and then, or you got to pull it apart. It's like no, I ain't doing that. And they're charging you based on weight, so you're getting two bones compared to one, so you're getting screwed. Mm-hmm. The only meat on the on the flap is literally right in the center. That's all you get. Yeah, just that's that's right center. It's nothing yeah. but skin. Thank the skin you, to meat ratio is totally off. The drum yeah. is like a little tiny turkey leg and it's wonderful. And all I know. It's like, wing, it's like wing, places don't, wing places don't like when I ask them to make my order all drum. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Cutting into their yeah, cutting into profit. Okay, here, here's the next question then in all of this. Ranch or blue cheese? Oh. Ranch. Not even close. answer. Ranch is the only answer. Is the only answer. Blue cheese is the only answer. I like answer. blue cheese too, but ranch is like literally no. ranch goes on everything. For God's sakes. No blue cheese because I don't want I don't want Joey Diaz come to my house <laughs> and busting the cap. Okay. See, but no for wings is blue cheese. I'm I'm both. I I like to get both. Uh, I'll I'll I lean more towards the ranch, but John's a blue cheese person. Well, the reason is because y'all got some bad ranch out there in this world. They, some of these places get an industrial ranch that is not good. Uh-huh. you got to have the Hidden Valley. There's good ranch and there's bad ranch, and I've had both. There's one place right up the road with three wings and a very large buffalo that's got bad ranch. What was that place that had the bad ranch? Was it the, um, Druthers? Druthers was awful ranch. The, I'm, um, I'm trying to think. I'd rather were, go to Druthers. Restaurant. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. No, I had to ask that because that was we had that going on the text machine the other day. Ranch or blue cheese or sa- sour cream, I think. I also. mean, again, like you know, like we talked about, ranch is a fine condiment. I'm not knocking ranch, uh, but with the wing, if it's just Rob, a they, Rob they don't call it. They don't call it fat girl ketchup for nothing. Man. Yeah, but it's <laughs> just a traditional wing. You know, just just a, a medium, mild, hot blue cheese is the answer to that question. See, the the only problem that I have with ranch is the fact that ranch sometimes can be a little thin, and I don't like the thin ranch. You got to mm-hmm. have a thicker. It's too, but that's like too shitty ranch. ranch. Whatever like ranch, when you yeah. stick a wing in it, the wing stands. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, that, there yeah, you that's go. Just, yeah, that's, that's like Aries Malone's has it good. Yep. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I'm with it. I don't want no soupy ranch. Yeah. There, is, there is shitty ranch out there, and some of these places need to be called out for it. Yes. Jets Ranch is good. The ranch that got oh, Jets. Yeah. Oh, a Jets pizza? See, but uh, yeah. again, your ranch on the pizza, I, I'm just oh, not. I nope. mean, the butter sauce I'm with, but the ranch, no. Oh, no. you got to have the ranch Papa with John. the crust. Oh, the crust. Oh, the dip yeah. the crust. Yeah. Hey, the crust you know what, is where you, you get that. We discovered several years ago. 
the best dipping condiment for the crust is is Caesar dressing. It's like life changing good. Really? Okay. It's like a breadstick. I'm going to try this, Chad. Chad, you remember from the north side? I don't know if you did this on your part of the north side, but we would put Thousand Islands on our pizzas, on those little Uncle Charlie's pizzas you got. On those rectangles? Yeah, put the thousands. uh, Oh, not the Thousand Islands. What is that stuff? It's the stuff with the. It's pink and it's got the pickle relish in it. Good God, I can't oh, remember. That's Thousand Island. That's Thousand yeah, that, Island. That, that, yeah, because I don't eat that. No, <laughs> you know, you put, that on, you put that on those Uncle Charlie's pizzas. That was the bomb back in the day. See, oh I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a marinara person, so I like oh, yeah. the extra sauce and get me extra yes. side of sauce. Yeah. Oh, mm, all day. Yeah. Now all day. another thing. This gonna sound a little weird, but the but the cornbread at uh, at Ramsey's, it, and you asked for some blue cheese with that. Their blue cheese and the cornbread. Oh man, I could eat. I just eat that by like a plate of that. The yeah. best. The best thing about like blue app. cheese is when you dip something in blue cheese, and you pull up something that looks like that size of a crater. Oh, a yes. Big chunk. Oh yeah. Yes. That's like that's like hitting the lottery for me. It's, Instead of like those like little crumbles, I'm like, like I pull up a big nugget. But see, yes, that's sir. that's why I like the flats because the flats are like that scoop delivery scoop. system. You can't do that with the well, drum. Then, then, then just stick your fingers in the <laughs> in the blue cheese of the ranch and do that because <laughs> you're not getting any meat. <laughs> that's uncouth. <laughs> As, yeah, as, as opposed to somebody who's sitting there using their tongue to scoop out the last bits of meat between those two bones. That's gross as hell, and everybody knows it, and you're doing it public. Well, hey, I- we can leave our dear listeners with this. Mm. Trust me on this. I have friends that mock me. They ridicule me. The next time you're making your own home Ortega or, you know, Old El Paso, like your burger-based tacos, dress that thing up. Get it like you normally would. Throw that sour cream out the window. And add just some ranch to it. Thank me later. Okay, Chad. I'm, I'm down for that. that. All right. Heard it, heard, it from, heard it right here. You heard it here first. Put the ranch on the tacos and eat them. Well, but isn't that cultural appropriation, Chad? Who am I stealing from? I don't know. That sounds like like, no, that doesn't sound, that sounds like an us thing. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much more white trash I can. I was gonna, I was gonna, <laughs> that's actually, Chad. I was going to say you cultural appropriating from the trailer park, but you know what can you do? <laughs> All right. Before before I get into to John's, because uh, John's still rocking and rolling at the at the WalMarts uh, here at his job. Uh, before we kind of get into that, uh, I guess I want to talk a little bit about what we're drinking because John and I are sipping on something tonight. Sean, are you, you got anything? I do. I uh, went to the uh, Total Wine and finally used my uh, birthday gift certificate, bought a bottle of Bib and Tucker, and I found this um, single malt from Texas. It's called Swift. It's kind of based on a scotch. It's uh, pretty good so far. Uh, it probably needs about another two or three years in the barrel and it's aged in bourbon barrels and uh sounds horrible. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> <actually> <laughs> <all> right <laughs> all right well well almost as bad as catalina dressing <laughs> oh. hey hey wait that's in the fridge family <laughs> whoa, whoa 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 yeah i'm with rob on this <laughs> whoa, whoa 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 rob uh you <laughs> like catalina dressing it's delicious catalina dressing oh, it's, it's yes, too sir. sweet and it's gross nah, it's, it's kind of like, like a russian keep in mind those are all like in that same family of great 
tomato-based dressings. Uh, no. Rob, Rob is one lazy Sunday away from being in a bridge club. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep this real. Rob, what are you sipping on tonight? <laughs> I'm going again with Whatever the... Whatever James brought him. There it is. Oh, the Jim Beam. It's the, okay. uh, the Jim Beam. It is the single barrel. Um, it, it was okay when I bought it, so it's sit for, I don't know, about maybe a month or so. And it is... It's solid. I'm going to bring it with me. Uh, it's that one that was like, it's like WD-40. It was just a can of oil when I opened it. Uh, it's mellowed out a little bit. It's not as harsh, and I'm really digging it right now. I mean, I, it's solid. All right. Chad, what do you got? Uh, I'm actually drinking the new Knob Creek rye. Not, not Knob Creek. Uh, Elijah Craig rye hmm. that recently came out. It's not bad. All right. Low, lower perf. I mean, I'm you know I prefer barrel strength rise. Is that like in the nineties? I, I don't know. I was given a sample of it. Okay. I think it's like a ninety to ninety four. Well, I was thinking ninety three, but I couldn't somewhere around. Right. I'll go Google that. Yeah, you get on the Google machine and and let us know. So uh, John picked out something that we've already opened that's been open for a while that I think we drank. I don't. It's even... It's a revisit. Okay, it is a revisit. We'll call it a revisit. It's the Eagle Rare. Yeah. I like Eagle Rare. I got mm. a couple Eagle Rare is solid. Yeah, so it's it's been open for a while, and yeah, well, there you go. All right, ninety four proof. That's what it was. Yep, just okay. like the Elijah Craig uh, bourbon. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. So that's what we're drinking this episode. So, John, um, how are things at the plant this week? <laughs> oh, we're <laughs> we're slowly teetering into anarchy. It um, <laughs> no one follows the rules any longer. We have chaos in the aisles. Too many people from too many families. People, and and let's. I'd like to take this moment to point out the masks. Um, this is a, a respiratory illness, so the masks are there to cover your respiratory appendages, your your orifices <laughs> that respire, as it were. This is not time to put. Um, your mask is not a chin sling. Your mask is not to be removed to speak to people, to look at things. To, it's not to cover ranch you. It's break. not like the cap on a ranch bottle that should be opened when you're ready to put something in or take something out and then cap it when you're not in use. It's I've got people left and right just doing stupid shit. People wearing them upside down. People just hanging them off their nose. Like how many people I've seen that cover their mouths and not their nose. I'm like, you know it goes to the same place, right? Like it that ain't working. It's um the lazy started to come out. We we knew it would. It was a matter of when. So now it's people have largely forgotten about the 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 root of the whole the root of all the changes. Now it's just oh well you did a bunch of things to can make it things more convenient for me. So let's keep doing that because I like it. So um week what is this eight, eight I think I think eight or nine at least somewhere around there yeah yeah it's um. <clears throat> It's going to be fun. Traffic, I, I will report that traffic is back to its pre, pre-COVID pre days. There's nobody. Like the, the gentleman's agreement for police officers and those who maybe go a little fast, that's all gone to hell. They're pulling people over left and right. They're speed traps. They're doing all that stuff. Well, it's a new budget. month. It's a new month. Exactly. You only got to pass for April. So, so are, are the... Um, in terms of, I guess, policing at the store, is that kind of leveled off a little bit? No. Today, the the officers were back today. They they'd been gone for about a week. Um, so, like you you all talked about the the person at a bar trying to um, 
police kind of the the people to yeah. make them social distance to force that. So for about a, probably two weeks, they didn't show up. So it was really just kind of you versus the general populace, which is always a, a pleasant experience. Um, today, though, they did bring out the cops again because there was about a 25-minute wait to get in the store. So that was nice. Um, and it was cold here in Kentucky, so people got to stand out in the cold. They were happy about that. Somehow that's our fault, too. Um, but you had a whole bunch of people just jacking around. I, I passed a couple people. It's still in Kentucky. It's still supposed to be one person per family or per household. Um, and I saw one little dude who he and his wife met up, combined their two shopping carts. She gave him right down the road about not buying organic something or another as I walked past them. And they, they combined all their crap to get checked out and thumb their nose this at the is, world. This so. is my question on that. If you know you're going to get the business for not buying what the significant other wants, why would you just not say, I I'm going to stay at home and you do the shopping? I, I'm with you, Rob. I got you. I'm <laughs> staying home. I don't yeah, work. Why shop. put myself in that position that I don't get the right carrot? <laughs> I, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to take the fall for that carrot. That's a fair point. Chad, do you do, do, you do the shopping or do you split the shopping? Yes, ma'am. Every once in a while, Jim will go if she's out and wants, you know, she has a few things that she wants to get in particular, but 99% of the time, that's all me. Um, I, I know my store. I know where things are mapped. I know where everything is. I like that about it. I like, you know, I like doing it. Uh, when I go to another store that I'm not as familiar with, if I'm on a different side of town, it's maddening because they don't have the same brands or they don't have it. Yeah. But I've, I've noticed to John's point, Traffic was insane the past two days, even yesterday when it was raining and nasty. And I went to Meyer today, and it looked like like people shopping for Thanksgiving. It was like that many people. Well, I mean, Mother's Day might have added yeah, to it. But I think it did. In the land of where y'all live, the traffic's crazy anyway. Yeah, this this that's but, but true. We've, we've experienced a blissful reprieve for yeah six bit. weeks, month and a half, and it's. I've slowly seen it, slowly seen it. And it's, it's one of those things that it's weird because even in that short period of time, I've kind of gotten used to it. Like you'll ride on red a couple of times and you're like, eh, there's nothing coming. And now you have to really like, these people going 90 miles an hour again and everybody's back there. And it was on a Saturday. There's no, I think today's Saturday. There's no reason for that. <laughs> but like there were people out bright and early this morning flooring it. So I got to ask you too, we talked about distilleries making hand sanitizer and I think that we finally experienced that firsthand because you were given hand sanitizer by your place of work. Yes, yes I was. And uh, I'm going to tell you all right now, uh, he comes home with this and says, here, smell this. What does this smell like? And I opened it up and I looked at him and I was like, tequila? <laughs> <laughs> it, it really does. Like the, the, the store manager brought it around and gave it to us and everything so everybody gets their own bottle. Um, and she said, be careful. It's, it's pretty strong. And I was like, Oh really? And she's like, yeah. And it smells interesting too. So when I tried it, I'm like, uh, that's tequila. And I handed it out to a couple of people and they're like, I can't use this. And I'm like, what's wrong? And they're like, I had a bad night on tequila and I cannot have the smell around me all day long. Uh, could you make a margarita with it though? That's my question. I bet you could. The way it smells, I think you could like really. I would imagine that I have had a worse margarita than this would make. Um, yeah. <laughs> sometime in my life. I just thought it was funny because it did. I was like, damn, that's, that's definitely tequila. All right, so we appreciate you. Mm. 
That's all I'm going to say. Appreciate, we appreciate you. Don't be a dick. We appreciate everybody out there that, that's still working. No, we definitely do. All the people that are still out there dealing with all this crap. Okay, so, you know, we're, we're going through all this uh, thing that shall not be named uh, on this podcast. And now, apparently, the mur- murder hornets are coming for us. This is the new thing that we have to worry about, Asian murder hornets. And that's that's legit. They're from Asia. I'm not, yeah. you know, that's that's they that's where they originate from, but apparently they have decided to cross the ocean and are coming for us all. Now, the reason they're called murder hornets is not because they go around in swarms murdering people. They kill bees, which actually is not good either because bees no. are an integral part of the ecosystem. They decapitate bees. Well, so then I read today that people are freaking out about the murder hornets and are killing bees. Like they're, they're, yeah, people are going out now and killing bees because they think they're murder hornets. It's just. Because people are the worst. Chad, Chad, I'm going to start with you on this and your whole opinion on these murder hornets. Uh, It's laughable. I think Rob said it right before we hopped on here that this is like any of those of us that lived through the 70s and early 80s, the attack of the killer bees and how we're all going to die. You know, it's you know it's bound to happen. It's just like the, how the Asian carp got here and all this stuff, right? It somehow it'll work itself out. I'm not afraid of you know they they just call them these in Australia. They just call them hornets. I mean the murder part. I mean I don't. It's just a different species of hornet. And I did see some video where a guy who's like into like like insect stings and stuff like that. Uh, and so that's his thing. And he's he's always said some kind of ant was the worst. Yeah. Um, he got at some ant bite. I can't remember what it was called. Fire ant, sir. No, it was some variant of that though, like a specific. Because he's all into the you know etymology uh-huh. and stuff. But he got uh, he stung himself with this, like you know he caught one and he put it on his arm and like yeah, videoed himself doing it. He said it was the most painful one that he ever felt. Oh, I seen that dude on YouTube. There's some dude yeah. on YouTube yeah, that does that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I've been stung by bees, wasps, hornets. What's a murder hornet? Yeah, I'm I'm concerned mostly for the bees. For the bee population. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But don't let them praying menaces get a hold of them murder hornets. <laughs> oh, yeah. They fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, they ripped his head. I mean, they went after it. The, and then the Japanese bees, where they surrounded and suffocated it. Yeah. Also. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people, I mean, I guess it's just because of the times that we're living in now. Well, you know, Rob. A couple things, yeah. Well, just a couple things on this. The size of it, the sheer size, I mean, you know, to me, that has something to do with it. Like, we have wasps and hornets around here all the time, and, and they're in my backyard quite a bit. You know, and I I might just kind of wave my hand and try to shoo them away or whatever, just absentmindedly. That thing is huge. I'm going to notice that. That's like a small spider versus a big spider. There might not be much difference between the two and the damage they can do, but that's a big flying insect. That right there on its own is going to be like me going, oh, what is that? So yeah, that's I think a little to, bit different. I think to- to Carrie's point, maybe that's what she was alluding to. It's just like we've created this crazy like Jenga house of all the bad things of 2020. And this is just yeah. one more one more like little piece of wood we can pull out to make the house wobble. And so basically, the- 2020 is a is a shithole, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you sir yeah, are thing, and We talked a little bit about this too on the on the chat. Uh, I don't know. I was probably maybe five or six, and I had caught a praying mantis, and I had it in a jar. And and Chad's talking about this video. If you've seen the video of the the, the praying mantis killing the hornet, you know what I'm talking about. So I thought I was I was a little kid. I didn't know any better, and I thought, wow, my praying mantis needs a friend. <laughs> so oh. I threw like a big grasshopper in there, and I thought, well, those two are going to be friends. I turned back oh. around. 
the, the praying menace has jumped on the grasshopper. It just bites off his head like in one bite, rips the thing apart, and I'm just looking at it like open mouth gate like oh my god what happened so we now know who hurt rob it was a praying mantis <laughs> that's exactly right and that's when i realized that praying mantises were not to be messed with and yeah, this... that, that's more murderous than than the damn wasp oh, right? absolutely yeah sean you got any takes on this uh, I'm more worried about the stone cold murder machines that live in my house. The cats who will lay waste to anything on this planet, mm-hmm. including me, if they get half a chance, then this damn murder wasp. Because <laughs> cats will kill anything walking on this planet. That's truth. Yeah, that they, <laughs> they ain't cats ain't playing. Nope. <laughs> cats will kill murder wasps. They'll kill yes, them dead. They will. John. <laughs> well, it's one thing I will say is I I do think there's something to be said for the size of these things because. A couple of videos you see, they're like the width of three grown man's fingers, like yeah, in terms of it. the length. So, and the video I did watch, that dude's from Ohio State and he doesn't know much about what he's doing. He's just kind of a thrill seeker, but that's fine. Um, you cannot hide the fact that when he was stung, the swelling, the sheer swelling on it, you saw it growing and that kind of thing. So it's, if proportionately the larger wasp or the larger hornet is going to then have much more venom, then that's clearly a problem, especially for people that are allergic and that kind of thing. But when you hear them flying, it sounds, it sounds unlike anything I've heard. So you're going to think, okay, there's a small, I guess a drone or something coming after you. And it turns out to be this thing trying to screw you up. But it, to me, it's, it's one of those things just like the, as you all said, it's it's more of something to be concerned about. Yeah. The South no, I, American I, 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 killer bees were going to kill us in the '80s, and we like people talked about, oh, they're in Venezuela right. and oh, they're wherever else, and it was a matter of time. And Dan Quayle warned us all against them, and <laughs> nothing ever happened. Well, just like even yeah. just a couple of years ago, what was that um, that um, mosquito that we we're all going to die from? Oh, the West Nile. West, or yeah, just, oh, yeah, and the Zika. Yeah. And the other thing, Zika. Zika. That even shocks me is. That it took them this long to get here with just global trade. I mean, because right. you got to figure they're they're in a the right. storage container that's being shipped. Yep. That was like more news to me. One that they exist, and two that it's taken them this long to get here. Well, so. but the bottom line is, once again, people are the worst, and social media exacerbates this crap. And people have run around with their hair on fire. They don't need, half people don't even know what one looks like, and they're killing anything and everything that buzzes around them. So this is where we are. <laughs> yep. Whatever. I kind of like to see one live and in person, though. Yeah, I would not. I mean, again, I, like we've talked about it. I, I think that there's a, but for me, there's just that initial instinct of something that big flying towards me. Yeah, I don't need that in my life. But like to Chad's point, yeah, man, everything. I don't know how people live in Australia because everything in Australia is trying yeah, to kill they, you. They just kill, kill you. I mean, the killed. sun can kill you. I learned today that there's two holes in the ozone layer. One's over Antarctica. The other one's over Australia. Everything in Australia so, will kill you. I mean, shout out to my friend Gidget Von LaRue down there in Australia from the Retro Cinema Podcast <laughs> yes. because she she's down there up in the mountains in Australia living her best life and everything's out there trying to kill her. So <laughs> props to her. Cheers, I guess. Okay. Right. So we need to get we need to get an update. Last we left, North Korea was was in we, we weren't sure dead, not dead, right? Kim Jong un dead, not dead. Then he has the nerve to possibly show back up 
after this our, after our episode drops. But now I've read stuff that people who are experts on him or experts on North Korea are like, stuff doesn't look right. This really isn't him. I've read possible that's a lookalike. I'm not convinced that some of this video isn't deep fake stuff because we've seen and talked about that that stuff is scary, scary real. So I guess, are we dead? Not dead. What do y'all think, Sean? He is dead. I'm not going to say who got him because I don't want her to come after me in Kentucky. <laughs> but he had an unfortunate accident or maybe he had a little bit too much party, but he's dead. And these are body doubles. Because he's notorious for having body doubles, so the West um, intelligence agencies can't track him. He was like Saddam Hussein. He asked people to show up, so they can't track him. So they just put one of these dudes, you're it, full-time duty, bruh. Don't drop dead, you know? Rob? Uh, you know what? I, the evidence is starting to, to, to move for me to think that he's just taking a coronavirus vacation. South Korea or North Korea is probably struggling with that. Uh, I mean, you know, they, they already have other issues. Uh, if I was him and I had the means, I'd probably just take a couple months in my compound and drink my good booze and hang out. So I, I think he's around. I think he's just keeping low. Oh, all right. That's interesting. Oh. Chad, what do you think? Uh, you know, I do not comment on North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave it at that, I guess. John? Hey, my FBI guy already saw me like Googling 3D, you know, 3D <laughs> bug parts for for the AR. I don't, you know, he's got, he's got enough to worry about other than other than keeping me alive. <laughs> I bet you do have somebody specifically assigned to oh, you. Totally. I wouldn't be shocked for, in the least. There for a while, John, a couple of years ago, like I had changed my SSID on my uh on my home router, to, I just uh, had it to say the F, uh, FBI surveillance van. That was my publicly broadcast ID. I love it. Yeah. That makes me happy. Oh, no. <laughs> but, I, but, you know, I think I might be the only one that has a Secret Service record in this wonderful group Uh-oh. of people. How do you get a Secret Service record? Because back in the day, I carried a knife that was a little too big into the White House. What the hell? <laughs> And they took it, and they said, "Well, you can uh, pick this up when you when you uh, leave." I'm like, uh, "No, thank you. You keep it." That's <laughs> yours. And they take your name and all that stuff. Yeah. Why so, were you carrying a knife into the White House? Because I was raised in Kentucky, and I go nowhere without a knife. Okay, I don't go to the bathroom with a knife. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Isn't there like a quote on that? I haven't seen a Kentuckian that doesn't carry like a pack of cards or a knife. Yeah, or, I, or, or I actually, or something. yeah, I actually have the shirt with the full quote on it yeah. from uh, I'm with, I'm, Andrew Jackson. I'm with Chad. Yeah, I'm with okay. Chad. Chad, you, you and I, we got we got people surveilling us. It's all how we roll. <laughs> yep, John. Would you care to comment? Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, to me, it's not that hard. Haven't you seen the movie Dave or Death of Stalin? Like, these people oh, have yes. they have body doubles that are all stuck up in some house. But for just that reason, it's, it's, a, little, it's a little less um, 
clean than it is in other places. So you maybe everybody has to drive the same crappy car and you put the same people that look all the same and they all go three different directions, but only one of them is the real one. So that if somebody does try to off them, you, you figure out who it is. And Dave, it really worked out. He kind of changed everything and then the guy died and everybody went back to normal. So it'll be interesting to see. Maybe he'll just start passing out food or something. I don't know. Uh, I got to tell you, y'all's recommendation for that death of Stalin I couldn't get into that at all. Really? I love me some communist era propaganda, but British people, like, you know, like Russians with British accents. Once you, you got to get past that. That's the biggest thing. But (laughs) it's Tuesday, isn't it? Someone nicked me Nan's sweater. It's Stalin. It's like. I could, I couldn't, man. Oh man, no, we, it was good. We watched it. it. We wa- we're going to watch it again. I, I really, I'm super. I thought Steve Buscemi was brilliant as Khrushchev. <laughs> Is that who he was supposed to be? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He, you'd have to put on some weight for Steve. For yeah, that. he'd have to be a lot heavier. I thought it was good, but you know, I can see it. it's when we, is he out there the, banging his shoe on the UN. No, because it, it, he won the he won the uh, head of the oh, Politburo. Yeah, early yeah, you know, that happened right before Brezhnev put him out. Right, Brezhnev got him too. So yes, um, but yeah, no. It, it, the, when we first the first time we saw it, we saw it in theaters because I really wanted to see it, and it was weird. It, but once I got kind of past that, I I really enjoyed it. But you know, that's kind of my thing. So speaking of fake Soviets. Saw this on a commercial today. It was a, a, a Ameritrade commercial. Dolph Lundgren has an IQ of 160. Oh, yeah. He oh, yeah. said this on yeah. the commercial. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, no way. He's got a so PhD. I really Googled that. And it's true. And he has like an engineering degree. Yeah. But what, was, what blew me away even more was James Woods had an IQ of 180, supposedly. James Woods is really smart, man. Yeah, he did. He came away from the dark side, sir. He's real smart. Uh, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm, he hates I'm just he saying hates Hollywood. That just was like oh, my yeah, he does. You, did you all hear about stuff about James Woods? That he was like he was a an early identifier of the whole like uh 11 plots. Have you all ever heard that story? No. no. Like he was on he was on a plane basically, I think out of Boston Logan back to LA. And he saw what he saw them going through the motions of how these things would play out. I, yeah, and no, like he like even reported it to the FBI, and they just apparently just was like, "No, that's nonsense, right?" Like he legitimately like saw them like um, working through some of their test runs. Huh. James Woods. Yes, I'm googling that. Wow! Wow! I never heard that. That's, that's I never heard that. I never heard that. But yeah, no, because I just oh. think of Dolph as you know the the foil of Rocky Four, and that's yeah. it. And then I heard that, and I'm like, wow, Almost that's kind of amazing. Yeah, hey, he, he dies, he dies. He yeah. was he was the Punisher too. <laughs> yeah, but they haven't had a good Punisher movie. They just no. can't make. Yeah, it that happen. that movie was not very good. But yeah, he's and, he's got a PhD and everything. Yeah, he's, yeah, no, and again, yeah, pretty it was just, smart. It's amazing because that's just not what I think of when I think of a typical, you know, actor. Sure, oh, absolutely. What'd you come up with there, Mr. Information Professional? It's true. He did it. It was on ABC News. He saw them on August 1st, and he reported to the FBI in 2001. He said, yeah, he saw them and reported to the FBI. They were making uh, dry runs. Wow. And the FBI paid no attention to him. Damn. Wow. Huh, I'd never heard that before. Yeah, Woods took a flight from Boston to Los Angeles one week before the World Trade Center attacks. He said the only people in first class were four men of Middle Eastern appearance who acted very strange. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. 
Well, well and, yeah. and he told him, and you know, but we can't go well, down but, that road. No, but at the same time, I mean, you know, it, it, I, I can see why that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's all hindsight now. You're yeah, right. No, you know, yeah. I, uh, yeah. But it's yeah. interesting. It's, no, no. It's interesting. Yeah. I wasn't trying to go down the deep state like the George Bush <laughs> did it kind of thing. I just thought it was. No, that's. Yeah, I remember that years and years ago, and I was like, well, that's fucking yeah. weird. Yeah, no, I, I hmm. never heard. That. Yeah, and Ralph I never Jeff. heard. So, yeah, totally interesting. You should have been an FBI person. <laughs> Who, me? No, James Woods. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant me. <laughs> no, he's too smart to be an FBI agent. Sorry, Chad's FBI agent. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess kind of speaking of, of, yeah, where do I want to go with this? Yeah, let's, I'll go there and then we'll go there. Um, I guess speaking of weirdness, Elon Musk has a kid, uh, right? And I did not realize until Rob sent this article that he's got five other kids with yes, somebody yes, else, children. right? Oh, so yeah. this isn't like his first child, but he has it with the this, this singer named Grimes, who I am not familiar with any of her work. John Canadian. Yeah. I bet John, John knows her. She's Canadian. Do you know her I'm work? I'm familiar with her work. Okay. Anyway, she seems a little... Of course he is. John doesn't care about all of these artists. Right. So he has this baby, and they name the baby, and I have gone through the pronunciations. I'm not no even going to try, but it's like X... He's, he, said, he said on Rogan, it's called X-Ash-12. Right? X-Ash-12, is that it? A-12. A-12. A12. Because it's some kind of that A that A E looking thing is oh, is yeah. Elvish. He says Yeah, he says pronounced Ash. Okay. Anyway, they they this is the kid's name. It, there's some kind of pronunciation for it. <laughs> but but <laughs> shall not pass. You said it's Elvish. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's hmm. Elvish. That's the language they spoke in The Lord of the Rings. That's right. Tolkien made it up. Tolkien was very legit, bro. It's legit. It's like Klingon. Sometime at some point, okay, we had someone whose name was Severus. Odd, but I can handle that because it's English letters. At some point, my computer ain't going to be able to do no Ash Elvish. Well, but this is going to have a download the font, it will. Mm. That's a good point. We ain't got no budget for that. (laughs) I don't know what. How many languages? Am I going to have to have Klingon out there or some crap? Yep. Yes. Yes. Because it's already an officially recognized language. It is. Their conferences for things in Klingon. As is the Jedi religion. Sir. As are are Pastafarians, John. You're just not woke. No, now, Pastafarians, I know about the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. I'm familiar with that one. So, anyway. Again, English. It allows, simply because it allows, I'm just saying I can use a standard keyboard. I don't have to switch to my Elvish fonts. <laughs> it might not matter because now, now they are being they are being told that this name is illegal, that they can't name the baby this. Now, I have actually in some Scandinavian countries, I actually think in Sweden, there is a list of or like in maybe Norway, there is a list of baby names that you have to use. You cannot yes. deviate from that list. Yeah, it's it's the law. Like you have to name your kids certain things. You cannot deviate from that. I have not heard of this in the United States. Mm-mm. I don't think that they can make it illegal for them to name this kid this. I don't know, but just all and any opinions on the name or the legality of the name are welcome. Chad, go. John, uh, what's the singer's name that he's married to? Grimes. Yeah, I think I think it's right. I think, how can you like? How can you yeah. legally enforce it? I mean, Sweden might have a list of names that you can't name your child, but this is America. You can name your child anything you want. Yep. Table, yep. chair, cup. Eagle, Apple. COVID, Eagle, Corona. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can throw in now. I don't know about numbers, but you have the fourth. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's recognized, but you could have the twelfth. And if you want to do it real fancy, like VII. This dude we knew on the north side, his name was legitimately Notorious Pimp Player Patrick. That was his legal <laughs> yes, name. Cavassier Smoke? smoke? Huh? Cavassier Smoke? Nope. Yeah. I mean, you got Apple. What's, uh, what, I don't know. What, what uh, what's those? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I knew a dude. His name was Aristotle Onassis Kennedy. We called him A-OK. <laughs> There was a kid in Lexington that I think played for Dunbar at one point, and his name was L. Razor Sharp. He played for UK. No, he 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 did. I think he did play for did he L. Razor Sharp? Yes. Okay, because I I, I, want to say he he played for Station. Yeah, because I know. So you know, and John, you've had you've had some Lamangelos and Arangelos. Well, spelled orange Jello and lemon Jello. Sorrow Star. Um. We've had... Have you had tequila? No. Several, yes. Okay, tequila. I can't say the last name, but it's actually funny. Okay, well, don't um, say it on here. But it's... Um, so, yeah, the bottom line is, I don't yeah, see uh, how they can make it illegal to, to name his kid this. Oh, no. You. I mean, I, this, that's, that's what, to me, you know, again, hopefully at some point, if you don't like your name, you, you know, you can change it, and that's fine, but... I don't think that this is something that's constitutionally that the United States needs to get into saying that you cannot name your child something. Whether you should or not is a different story. That's true. I guess Prince was probably the OG when it came to this. For Well, what? Thing. Yeah, yeah. He would have screwed up my computer, too. But he never changed his legal name from Prince Rogers Nelson. That's true. He never oh, okay. legally changed it. He just started yeah. wanting everybody to call him. Well, wasn't there a... You think Prince named, or Michael Jackson named his son Prince because Prince was better? Oh! Wasn't there, and again, I don't, I'm not trying to go down this rabbit hole too far, but wasn't there a couple, and they, they were in the United States. I don't remember what state that they were in, but didn't they name their baby Hitler? Like, for real. That was... It was. I know it's illegal in Germany because that's been already proven in court. But there. I think but it was in the United States. There was a States. kid here. There was a kid in the United States, and and there and apparently they they were taken to court over it. But see, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know that it's illegal. I don't think it should be illegal. It's poor taste. It's ridiculous. Yes. Yes. But I mean, you're setting your children up for a a bad situation. But you know, again, a, though, that, that's you can say that on a lot of things. That's what keeps therapists in business. I mean, naming your child Charles Manson Jones is probably not the greatest choice in the world. Probably not. Hey, Sean, did you look that up? Oh yeah, it was a dude. He 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 uh, he uh, yes, he named his children Adolf Hitler and Ava Braun. Yes. And then he changed his own name to Hitler. What state was it? Here in the United States. It was here in the states, I think. I'm, I'm scanning down the article now. But I thought, like, the judge told them that they that it was illegal to do that or something. There was some legality. I think they went to the court and it wasn't illegal. Okay. Maybe they were uh, taken to court over it and it was found yeah. not to be illegal. Maybe that's illegal. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's one thing. Anyway, you know what? If you want to saddle your kid with a horrible name, I say that's your business and every right to do that in this country. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, that's some that's some dead air that I didn't want right there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I got I got this dude. I, I need to stop reading this article. This dude. This dude is crazy. He just oh, yeah. went deep in that. Um, back to Elon Musk. You know, he's got five kids. The man is busy. 
I do say his mom's a hottie, however. I got that on right now. <laughs> so he can do whatever he wants. All right. I mean, yeah, go for it. And you know what? The children are never as good as the parents. I think sports has proven that. Many things in life have proven that. I, I, well, you know, maybe the the Manning brothers were a little bit better than their dad. They got a couple rings. Yeah, well, he, was a, Archie got that was situational. Yeah, that was situational. You know, Cooper was the best best Manning brother. Actually, yeah, he was actually the best football player and got hurt. So he was like a receiver, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. He's out there trying to sell himself for like a weekend because his brothers are out there doing real charitable work. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know about this. <laughs> Y'all can prop Cooper up, but uh, I don't think so. Might get some stories out of him. Okay, I guess good. That's a good segue into some sports topics then. So um, the NCAA is still doing things. I guess that they're <laughs> trying to justify trying to, stay in the news. trying to justify getting paid. I suppose. So they handed down sanctions to Louisville this past week to Louisville basketball. Um, I got my opinions on it. Uh, Chad, I'm going to go ahead and start with you about any opinions on the sanctions or the handing them down after, you know, how many years has this been at this point? Yeah, no, I don't really have a comment on it. You all probably could cover this much better than me. I mean, I read the, the articles about it, but. It, it's kind of pointless at this at this stage, right? I mean, yeah, that's kind of my opinion on it because the players and the coaches who were all involved in it are gone, right? Um, no, even the whole administrative staff right. that was involved yeah. in all of this is gone. I yeah. mean, all you're doing is effectively hurting a bunch of kids that have come in. What is it? Five years after the fact, yes, six years yes. after the fact. You got a new coach there who had nothing to do with this, as far as I know. He hasn't broken any NCAA regulations. If you want to go after somebody, potentially you go after Rick Patino or you go after Jurich, and those are the people you say, "Hey, you can't be at AD. You can't coach for however long." That would make more sense to me than to take it away from kids that had nothing to do with this. They took down the banner. What more do you want? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Rob. I've always thought that was a problem with it because they punish the school and the kids who are left, but not the coaches unless they have a show clause thing. And how many show clauses are out there? Very few. Rick should have one right now, to be honest with you. I remember Dwayne Casey had one. for how, He still probably has one, but he went to the NBA and has done great things. It's punish the coaches, leave the kids alone. John. Well, see, I, first of all, I think Rick does have a show cause. Um but the question becomes, does the show cause count because he was punished by the ACC and now he's, Lord knows, not going to coach in the ACC any longer? So that's been one of the questions is there's a there's a potential where Rick would have to set out a significant portion of the season. Yeah, because I, I thought show causes followed the coach. Well, but right? it's, that's the thing is the question becomes, does the ACC suspended for a period of time, but he's not an employee under the ACC umbrella any longer? But now the NCAA – First of all, Rob is correct. It's all the, the way the NCAA works is archaic and largely like a dinosaur lumbering across the the yeah, tundra right. after a mosquito or something. Like it's way too late. The the yeah. the cow is out of the the stall. I mean, there's nothing there. The problem is you still have to punish the hell out of them because if you don't, you you have to do that. You have to punish them. There's a monetary value there. That the, the issue is not that they cheated, if I could remind each one of you. Um, the issue is that they cheated when they were on probation for cheating. 
This was a punishment during a punishment. The point of probation, as one might look up, those of you at Google machine, is that you have a lesser lesser punishment such that you are not a bad boy anymore. But if you do, the full force kicks in. Well, this is what you have to have. It, it is what it is. Vince Tyree didn't do it. Chris Mack didn't do it. Uh, whatever Poindexter to football team, he didn't do it. The problem is y'all took a job at a shit school, although they're better now. Um, there you go. I thought I was going to throw up for a second. Um, <laughs> but it's they're better now. But the point of it is they have to be held accountable. Now, the, the problem here is that there is a disconnect because I do believe that the architect, the mastermind of this whole evil empire was the turtleneck, Tom Jurich, yeah, and I believe that Rick should have the same punishment. I, I do believe the problem is I, I'm not sure the NCAA has any. They're 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 burgeoning authority over coaches who bail to get away from stuff is barely even. I mean, like it's nobody really knows is it enforceable, and they certainly don't have anywhere near. They they've never even approached something like that for an AD. They should, you, and why not if, let Louisville be the standard bearer again in criminality, and let, let's just write a whole new volume in criminal punishment for what they've done. Rob, go ahead. If you want to enforce something like this, then you make it clear that if, and not the players, but if a coach violates one of these Title I infractions, then they are banned and banned for a certain period of time, say five years, and they can't get paid, and it's immediate suspension from that date. That would stop it. The NCAA does not have any desire to stop this, and then they retroactively punish people that were not involved. If so I may, I'm just not for that. I don't think you have a bad idea there. The problem is five years from when. In my opinion, it should be more like Kelvin Sampson, which is – five years from the time you want to get a job, not five years from the time we reported it. So then you go and run off to Greece and you oh, would, coach yeah, a bunch of chickens from, and you come back to town. Once the investigation starts, once the, the, once the findings have come out, if you're found guilty, as it were, then you have you to serve a suspension and you can't get paid. And that would stop that because they make all the money. The kids don't make money right now. They've never made money. And it's always well, about taking away scholarships. It's always about these other things that don't really directly affect the coach. Well, if I, if it doesn't matter what I do on some level, why the hell would I do it? <laughs> I gotta get back on my rant stage. <laughs> no, but what I was saying is effectively the coach never has to pay for this. You know, they can continue on. It's the, it's the players that are coming in that have to pay. It's the, it's the school that has to pay. But the coach never pays anything, and that's really where the problem is. If I can get away with something, I'm going to do that. And if I know there's no consequence, fine. I get fired from school A. Well, say 76 miles down the road, school B is going to hire me at, at the exact same salary. What do I care? So what? So how does this the whole Kansas stuff fit into all of this? Because that's apparently the NCAA, the NCAA is so bored right now that they've decided that they need to do something about this Kansas thing. I personally think if if all of this stuff, this you know what we're dealing with now, um, didn't come didn't happen, Kansas you'd never hear no Kansas would not be. I'm telling you right now, it would just go away because this is all already two years, three years, whatever down the road in the making. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, the NCAA is bored and they have decided to do this to Kansas. That's my, opinion. all I do is Mississippi Valley States not going to be playing basketball next year. Death penalty. 
True. Sean, any opinions you, on the Kansas situation? I just want Bill Self's hair to catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is not flammable. <laughs> he paid extra for the under the undercoating. <laughs> Chad. What's that? The Kansas stuff. That the, oh, it, I'm sorry. I've gone down a, a rabbit hole reading the show cause stuff. Uh, God, I mean, it's like, it's, it's insane. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Sean. I want uh, Bill Self's hair to catch on fire. They, <laughs> so, need to, they need to punish his rug. So, Carrie, yeah. I believe you're wrong. Um, this was going to happen. The, the thing of it is, they Kansas represents what has be- become the new the new um, strategy when these things happen. Louisville tried it for a while. Louisville yeah. tried to, and they did that on the, it's so hard to keep up. They did it for the first scandal. They said, you know, thumbs up your noses. We're going to do what we're going to do. We're, we're L1C4 forever. We're going to hold out and we're, we're going to fight you. We're going to fight you and vindicate these kids and vindicate Rick. And we're going to play for championships and blah, blah, blah. Well, all that was a lie, but the same thing happened. So Kansas does this. They keep all the people in place. They continue to fight it. Will Wade at LSU caught on tape paying for players, an Sean, egregious yeah. error. And what do they do? They double down because, by God, it's LSU basketball, which nobody's cared about since Dale Brown was there. So th- this has been the new thing. It's just that Louisville getting caught a second time. That, that to me, is the thing that – and I do agree that there should be – there has to be a better way for an inept – entity like the most impotent entity in history is probably the NCAA. Well, I but they think, have to figure out a way to punish the people that did this stuff. It seems like Kansas's violations are more egregious. But, okay, egregious, maybe so. But the problem is a school cheated when they were on probation for cheating. You have to then do something. <laughs> we, we have been through the world where they decided, honestly, Stuart and I had conversations about this multiple times about how Alabama was the closest to getting the death penalty since uh, Kentucky and Alabama were the closest to getting the death penalty in our respective dominant sports since SMU and neither one of us got it. So they're never going to do it because they saw it took 30 years for SMU to get back. It, it had far more sweeping consequences than they expected decimated the program, but it also, it was supposed to make you start again and punish you, but it, decimated the whole thing so do you think self survives at kansas i guess that's the, uh, the biggest question i would say yes and and the whole thing is is a travis sham mockery it's ridiculous it's the same things over and over again and at, at some point people are tired of it we don't live in the same world that that we lived in in the 70s and the 80s you know, there are so many ways that people can draw revenue, and we're already talking about paying kids. The coaches are overpaid. You know what? Just NCAA, take what you can get because your days are probably numbered in that respect. Amen. So leave right. people alone, and, and you just keep your little club together and, and get your money. So, Sean, does self-survive? Uh, given the social media age and all that, I would say no. Just because the pressure might be a little bit too much for the alumni. You know, we got the Wuhan flowing around. It's like there's a lot of money not going to be made. So people are going to try to make that cash. I don't think he survives. All right. Chad, does Bill Self survive at Kansas? Yep. Chad's down the show calls rabbit hole. 
I can see his eyes. He's yeah, reading hard. He's I'm saying, I'm reading on his eyes. It's like an episode of 24. He's, he's, hard, he's hardcore reading. An episode of 24. <laughs> it's like a crossover of Breaking Bad with Walter White and 24 is what I'm, what I'm seeing here. All right, all right. It's dark. Chad's got the hair, the glasses going. <laughs> That's not a bad assessment. Keeper's going to come in in a minute and double tap him. <laughs> Man, that would be, that'd be great. That'd be a perfect end of 2020 for me, right? Right. All right. One more, one more kind of... I didn't get my choice. Oh, sorry. John. Thank you very much. Um, that man is a cockroach and a hairpiece, and yes, he will survive. Yeah, oh. I think if Will Wade survived at LSU... Bill Self is not going to leave. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not going away. Yeah, he's he'll be in Kansas. What I would like to point out, though, is the uh, I believe that Rob is right in this regard. Mark Emmert and NCAA need to get their cash while they can because those yeah. people are on the yeah. way out. Right. All the things right. you've railed against, we're going to have in January of next year, if not the timeline may be a little jacked now there's going to be unfettered free agency in college sports you're going to be able to transfer without any penalties and setting out a year all that stuff's going to be gone which is something people have railed about coaches can do it and kids get screwed we're going to have paying of players they've already outlined what you can and can't do you can't do the likeness you you can do your likeness but you can't do uniform you can do whatever so basically show up in in lexington you show up in a blue jersey and you do some ad for the car dealership and the same thing's true in Lincoln, Nebraska and everywhere else around the nation. Yeah. You show up in a similarly colored sweatshirt and you say whatever you want to say. You but more than that, you do signings. You you after a game like that during a bye a bye game for football or maybe an off weekend for basketball, you show up at a local eatery and they sit there they roll it out. You pay ten dollars an autograph, and the kid comes yeah. home with a lot of cash. Well, and I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen too is come fall, there's going to be conferences that are going rogue and going to play football and and whatever else, and going to realize that hey, we don't need the NCAA to do this. Well, did you see today that Emmert said if you don't have if yep. you don't have school, you don't have football. Yep. Well, that, they don't. Yeah, but they don't. that dude has no business talking about football. He doesn't even know yeah. he doesn't control football. Right. You, he doesn't you control see, the champions to the you player. Right. Yeah. You seated football to the BCS committee, and what we're going to have is we're going to all he does now is collect dues. Such, and I use that term loosely. He basically his his golden egg was crushed thanks to COVID. They lost a hell of a lot of money, and now he's he's trying to grasp at straws. But he's not the guy that he's not the guy to ask. You're going to have conferences. They're going to go rogue. To the, to the yeah, I, don't rogue. Think, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I think because you you, you have the the, the the inter interconference games that are already set up. You have home and away games. That's going to be difficult. You you got to have everybody in your conference go rogue essentially, and I just don't see that happening. You're that's going to that would cause a lot of friction. For the the the, the big the big conferences, I, I, I think they would go. That. I think they would go rogue because let's look at the SEC. There are enough teams in the SEC for everybody to play a full schedule, and not have you know, you know all those people we rotate to in the West. We just add games. them to the we just add them to the schedule, and it happens with everybody. It would happen to the the big the Power Five who are talking about making their own stuff anyway. And once if that happens, then the the NC two A is done. Because the Power Five just formed their own stuff, and they already got the money coming in from the TVs. They control it all. That's that's what I think. 
the the reason I say that is because it would take it would take a disruptive. I'm sure Chad's still reading, so I'll. <laughs> no, actually, believe believe it or not, I had a serious work issue pop up that I'm trying to. Oh, oh dude. Okay. All right, all right. Well, I'm still listening. But but my point is that it would take a serious disruptive event to have this to have that opportunity move a little closer to the edge. We had that. My point is, so we are now in a situation where they're talking. He's he's weighing in saying you can't have football if you don't have school. I agree with that personally, but you're not the guy to say it because you have no – like that's like the gardener from down the street coming in telling Rob what to do in his house. That's not going to happen. So to me, like there's, it makes no sense. He has to say what he has to say. The problem is he has no money. He does not dole out the BCS cash. The cash comes from the BCS – to the member institutions, the conferences, all that, and then you dole it out. ESPN gives that all because of the Thank TV you. rights. The whole point is that he doesn't own anything. What's going to happen, I believe, and this is maybe where we didn't clearly define that, is in my opinion, going rogue is going to be a situation where we've already seen where Oregon is not going to have large gatherings till September. So there's conversation that what happens if that happens in your conference? And let's say, though nobody cares, the Pac-10 has football and Oregon can't participate. Well, if I'm California, I'll just find two other patsies to play instead of Oregon and Oregon State. In the SEC, what would what would that look like if for example, Vanderbilt didn't happen because now there's some discussion of because of COVID, there's a liability and what happens if somebody gets sick and Vandy's a private institution and they may not have the public protections that the public institutions have if somebody gets sick while at a football game, blah, blah, blah. So if Vandy doesn't play, then maybe, or if, or if certain states say we're not going to participate, then maybe for Kentucky, instead of playing Michigan or Eastern Michigan or somebody like that that we had scheduled, we pick an in-state school because we're all traveling in our own 10-person packs and we're following the governor's guidelines. So then you play, you write a check to a local school as opposed to somebody else. To me, more and more that disruption gets you closer to somebody saying, well, why don't we work together to kind of schedule amongst the five power conferences and further move the ball in our own court because to me the the I still say that the the horse is out of the barn because the money is already gone the NCAA doesn't control any of the football money their only thing is the basketball tournament and they I think they know that and I think that's why they hold on to that thing like grim death no that that sounds more of a, a reasonable scenario than just going rogue uh, I think you could probably do something like that, but you're just going to have to have more of the Power Five on board to say, let's play Semantics, semantics. No, but it's, it, you're not going to have the SEC break out and say, we're playing football and nobody else doing it. That's just what you mean this, about. You mean I, this I fall? I saw articles this weekend. Yeah. I saw articles I mean, that's going to happen this fall. Yeah, the yeah, SEC's going to play. Yeah, that's saw article. Then everybody week. will play. Yeah. They're all, the SEC's going to go first and everybody else is going to follow. Because oh, yeah, it's... It, I That's fine, but that. you're not going to have one of the Power Five conferences as the, as the only teams playing football. Well, that, is, that, is, that is a fantasy. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm saying that the SEC will once again, because it just means more, be the leader on an issue. The big, it does just mean more. The Big 12 will play. <laughs> the, big, the, big 10, the Big 10 will probably well, play. That, but I'm saying the Big 12 will play easily because you could have, oh, yeah. you could have nothing but in-state Texas schools play each other. And you yeah. could put it all on the Longhorn Network, which – Ironically, ESPN's out trolling for content. Clearly, um, yeah. you could do any of that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's, no, and I, again, all the in-school thing actually makes a lot of sense. I, I could see some of that. It cuts down on travel. You could have a, a weird, just one-off sort of season. Yep. 
but again, you know, I, I just think that everybody's going to be want to be involved in that or have to be involved. And just just from a monetary standpoint, it floats every other except for basketball and maybe yeah. some places football. It floats all the other programs. Oh yeah, no, totally. And it, yeah. it's just it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out in the next couple of months. And I'm sure that, you know, we'll Did the Simpsons do an episode on that? I'm, then we would know. I'm sure that they did. They probably did. Those guys had a time machine or something. I don't even know. That's, <laughs> they did. They did. They, they totally did. did. And Matt Groening's not sharing. But, Best. all right. Anyway, so, Sean, how did your, uh, was it Texas Scotch, something or the other? It was uh, <laughs> Swift Single Malt Texas uh, Whiskey. Um. Like I said at the beginning of the show, it needs about another two or three years in the barrel. It's not bad. It's um, yeah, she's trying to make a, a a an American Scotch, which is actually kind of illegal. Which is reaching, she has to call it Texas whiskey. Um, I've drunk a, a bit of it just because it's smooth and I need alcohol. I talk to you, you wonderful people. <laughs> um, but other than that. I'm not going to buy another bottle of it. I'm anxious to see how this is when it's open for about a, two or three months. I'll come back to it. Rob, the beam. I'm really, really enjoying it. Like I said, I'm going to, when we get back together, I'm going to save this to bring it to the show. I mean, it reminds me a little, and it's about, because it's a 108 proof. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, not weeded, but the flavor profile of it and the oil. It kind of reminds me of the, the, the antique 107. Cool. Wow, interesting. I've been, I've been, like I said, when I first opened it, it was just so-so, but it's, it's filling its oats right now, and I haven't drank anything else today, so. Oh, all right. All right. Chad, can you, can you pause from saving the city yeah. to, to tell us? Oh, uh, the city is fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Um, I actually thought this was okay. Uh, it's nothing I would actually go and seek out. Uh, you know, 94 Proof is not really my jam. Uh, it drinks well enough. It's probably a good mixer. But I'm sure some, you know, somebody would probably find it um, good in a drink. Um, it's just not something. This Elijah Craig Rye is not something I'm going to run out and try to buy. I wouldn't even pay retail for it. Not that it's, it's nothing bad. Nothing bad about yeah. it. Right. It's just not exciting rye for just me. Not in your wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. It's you know, it's I mean it's serviceable, right? I mean you could definitely drink it and say, hey, I'm had a nice little pour, but yeah, it's it's meh. Yeah, all right, that's fair. That's like fair. That. John, what do you think of the uh, the Eagle Rare since it's been open for, for a little while? Um, initially, I thought you better drink this stuff fresh. Uh, today, it, it was. I did not think it was very good when we f- the first pour that I had of it. I thought it essentially it was a ninety proof that had been opened and it mellowed out even more, which is not a good thing. Thanks to Chad. And the whole proof whore status that we now have all <laughs> attained. Um, the the flavor, sort of the a vanilla caramely flavor, has improved in the second pour that I had. But to me, it's still it's very light. It's too sweet. And I think that I think that that's what happened. Is I think that the the yeah. any astringency or any punch that it's had just sweet. is gone, and now it's mellowed down to where I feel like I'm drinking extract vanilla yeah, extract. it's it's just I'm not I'm not a fan of it being open that long. Um, I, yeah, I could see that. I don't think I've ever had a bottle of Eagle Rare when I've opened that lasted probably more than 
three weeks. Yeah, that's probably a good thing because this stuff it's it's you couldn't even like you couldn't mix it with like I don't know how long it's been open. Hey, but Chad, it, are you noticed they're really smirching the good name of Buffalo Trace? Yeah, I know it's kind of weird, right? It's I mean, Chad's fault over there. Chad's fault. I do. I blame Chad. I blame Chad for everything. It's all Chad's fault. All right, so I guess this has brought us to the end of this particular episode. Any end of the show shout outs? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, yeah. Just uh, a shout out to all the people making it go on. <laughs> Word. We appreciate you, John. Shout out to John. Mm. That's right. Mm. I'd well, like I mean, to just t- everybody out there doing doing the work that that keeps us, you know, in food and whatever it is that we need. I, I you know, I do appreciate that. I cannot wait to get back myself. Word. Yes. John. I'd like to appreciate all the people that are that are doing the curbsides in the rain. There have been a couple of times that, it, I mean, it's been raining and it's unseasonably cold here in Kentucky this weekend. And these people still out hoofing it, bringing it curbside. Yep. Shout out. Yep. Shout out. All right. Chad. I don't have any shout outs. No. Or last words. Okay. Yeah. All right. Shout out to. My the- head's been split here with trying to figure this one out all right well shout out to the fbi anyway i guess yeah yeah i ask maybe you can link him in you can go ahead and, and circle him in and we can have a powwow and we'll Just circle back to zoe from 24 to come work on yes a there you go all right so um yeah i don't know well, anyway uh you can find us i think yes there it is you can find us on uh all the good podcast platforms apple Podcasts, spotify all places good podcasts are free 12 ounce sports radio i think we're i keep sending the file i guess it gets put up i I don't know um whatever uh at podcast bobo on twitter and we are on the instagrams and we will see you next time see you people peace